Yeah. Looks like they back for a fifth season, man. Who that? Sports Roundtable. Who? S-R-T. Crew. S-R-S-R-S-R-S-R-T. They got that realness flowing in their DNA. Damn you lame. If you ain't, tune to SRT today. H-O got that payload when he say so. What you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy. Break up Kyrie LeBron. I be smooth as sports superhero Hancock in the mix. Deal with roll type forever. Real talk, you know who he gon' pick. See where I be with SRT. Behind the glass, that G money. They win strong. I never lose. Six man elite. That's J Smooth. All you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. Believe that. Turn, turn up your radios, cause it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's the Sports Roundtable, live from the SRT Studios overlooking Atlantic Station. And we're back for another week. We're up in the penthouse doing our thing. Time to talk some sports. You know how we do it, Sports Round Table, where sports and entertainment meets. And uh, we got to go ahead and get this thing started. NBA is here. College football is in action, along with the NFL. So, all three sports are in. And Major League Baseball, I didn't leave you out, but you're about to end. And, uh, so... It's going to be tough to see how this baseball ends because it's, I don't know, man. Milwaukee trying to change the way baseball is, is being played. I'm just. I'm, yeah, you don't sound too happy about I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sick of this. This, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> like is he starting relievers? And- no, he's, he does <laughs> Wade Miley pitched the one batter. And he took him out the game today. And which means that which he's a left-hander. The Dodgers had to change their whole lineup during the game, which is probably the game plan. To do. It, yeah, if they got to chase out, they got to take players out. <laughs> you know the rules of taking the players out. He started and left it. The Dodgers had a, a right-handed lineup, brought a right-hander in after one batter. Wow. So anyway, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 404-603-870. We got a great show for you. And uh, if I forgot to mention, I am your humble host, H.O. from Bankhead. Of course, I got my right hand and my left hand. Uh, sports superhero Hancock is in the building, of course. What's up, big homie? What's up, crew? What's up? Well, it is. Mighty Mighty on Facebook. What's up, baby? <laughs> you already know. Boy, it's good to be in the beginning of the show. I don't even know how that. There it is. <laughs> yeah, the traffic was good for you today. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a stand-in for the first 15 minutes or something. <laughs> and, of course, I got Mother Memphis guy. Jay Smooth is in the building. Yo, what up? Everything good? Yes, sir. Yeah, Glad right. to be back. Memphis Grizzlies, baby. Yes, sir. All day long. Tonight. So, <laughs> tonight it is. Jaron Jackson show, baby. And, uh, of course, want to say hello to everybody on Facebook Live. And, uh, of course, executive producer, the man behind the glass, Mr. G Money. Yo. There he is, the famous yo. Shout out to Edwin Powell. What's up, Ed? He's doing his thing on Sundays, man. Six to seven o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time. Please make sure you join uh join that show as they recap everything on Sunday that goes on. And uh wanna make sure we give out a 
shout out to all the breast cancer survivors and uh, want to make sure that everyone knows that this episode of the Sports Roundtable is dedicated to my Aunt G, who uh, got her wings this past Friday. And we want to make sure uh, we give our condolences and prayers to Aunt Jean as she is up watching us tear the airways tonight. Uh, so shout out to Aunt Jean and everybody who has survived this awful C word is breast cancer. So to all those you already know, Shay, Sabrina, Latoya, and Beth. At least the four that I know personally survived breast cancer. So shout out to you guys and uh, continue to fight. Continue to be a warrior as you girls or ladies are. Hot news coming up. We got Rain Man picks at 7.30. Ballers and busters. Got five minutes with D-Will. He's calling in to get something off his chest. In the second hour of the show, we got our roundtable discussion where we go talk uh, NFL, college football. We're going to preview some games. And where is Jimmy Butler going to end up? Hmm. That is going to be the topic. Because uh, NBA season has started. Yep. So, all right, man. With that being said, G, let's go ahead and jump to some of that hot news. Blazes. Hot, hot, hot. Scorching. On fire. Red, Red hot. hot. This is why I'm hot. It's, it's the, the Sports, Sports Roundtable Round Hot, hot news. news. The hot news sponsored by Big Easy Grill. 1193 Call Your Road is the location. You want the best shrimp in town well maybe not in town probably the best shrimp ever wow that's Pro- a big statement man yeah, yeah. Big, well I ain't been everywhere but I mean if you come to come to the A 1193 is where you need to go that's it huh? wow. yes sir uh, they must got a pond in the back of that building yeah cause they getting the fresh baby Forrest Gump yes sir uh, uh, Big Easy Grill 1193 Call Your Road don't forget to ask for the SRT discount $25 or more you get 10% off and uh, shout out to my auntie Ann, who's on Facebook. She said she was gonna be looking, uh, <laughs> looking at the show tonight. So shout out to my auntie Ann. Shout out, auntie Ann. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, uh, hot news, hand. The first story: the NBA is back. What are you looking forward to? I know we chatted up a little bit last night, but uh, we gonna kind of shorten it a little bit. Just give me a little something that you're looking forward to this season in NBA. But one of the things I was looking forward to is to see how the Celtics would react coming back with new players and how that would affect the players that uh, really had the rain, had free reign last year. Well, they're not really new. Well, they knew, they're new to this situation. <laughs> I got you. But you know what I mean. They, they were right, able right. to get back into the fold. Well, some right. people don't watch Right. Well, watch we're, talking, we're talking about Kyrie getting back in and Gordon right. Haywood, right. who uh, had season-ending injuries exactly. last year. Exactly, so. they, they are so well. Suppose Roundtable said they just got yeah, signed Kyrie exactly. Irving. It, it, but it, anyway, that's right. but go ahead. But true enough, what we, what we saw last night was a little disjointed to me. Uh, what I'm seeing with the Celtics is that Jason Tatum, has become the really the lead player of that team. Where, and where did he go to school? He went to Duke. Oh, okay. You know, but they pay <laughs> they pay people too. Um, <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that some other time. For some reason, that national story is not being talked about. I I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> 
best player. Continue. I, I just don't understand. But anyway, talking back to looking at the Celtics, I saw them play last night. They uh, Kyrie played horribly. Uh, you can see Haywood was pressing early, did find a little rhythm and shot the ball okay. But the thing about it is they have so many players, somebody's going to have to take some, some shorter minutes. Because the continuity just gets disrupted with all the substitutions. It's like watching an AAU basketball team and trying to get all these different personalities and players together. So I think somebody's going to have to really shorten their road to a real subservient type situation. Uh, Kyrie is so ball dominant when he plays, if he plays Kyrie basketball, he's going to limit the effectiveness of the other team. That cohesion is not going to be there. Because he just he's a, he has to, to handle that way. Right. He gets his by dribbling and beating people off the dribble. You saw last night, he's not a knockdown shooter. He was horrible last night shooting. What, two for 12 from the field or something like that? Two for 14. Two for 14. So, and I know he's going to get better. He was rusty. So, we, we, we'll give him a little bit of a pass. But he's still not a knockdown shooter. Right. To me, that offense runs better with Rozier because he's not a shoot first point guard to me. And I think... Kyrie is going to have to either dial it back. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest <laughs> I mean, because we have people now, you and I were watching, Jason, we were looking for Jalen Brown, and he was just not on the floor. Yeah. yeah. You know, Marcus Smart couldn't get in. You know, and then when Al Harper went to the bench, he was like, okay, well, then Baines Bang. was out there. I mean, so many players that I don't. I really don't know how it's going to work out. And I, I, it's a good problem to have, mm-hmm. but he's got to short the rotation. Yeah. All right, Smooth, your, your thoughts on NBA, what are you looking forward to? Well, for me, the NBA title, and pr- probably everyone else, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. We know who's going to win. <laughs> but I'm interested, you know, even with the Warriors, they did win in their opener last night. I'm interested to see what happens when DeMarcus Cousins come back. Mm. When he does come back, what type of impact will he have? And they don't need him to win a championship, but... I would love to see what he does to earn that next contract and where will he end up next year. Carmelo Anthony, does he change the Houston Rockets' fortunes? Mm. Mm. Paul George, second year with Russell Westbrook. Can they make a step and move to that next level? Can they be one of the elite teams in the Western Conference this year? LeBron and the baby Lakers, what's going? <laughs> what's happening with them? Hancock, he just ran through the Celtics. They have 81 games together, so and I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of Brad Stevens' biggest supporters and believers. I think if anyone can figure it out, he can. Um, and, you know, Kyrie might get hurt anyway, so. <laughs> but, uh, hey, what school did he go to? Duke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, uh, what's happening with him? You know, maybe we get more laughs out of Kawhi. What happens with him in Toronto? And I, one of the more interesting teams was, in my opinion, the Spurs. Oh, DeMar yeah. DeRozan, how do they incorporate him? And big loss in the beginning of the season. Murray, DeJounte yeah. Murray. DeJounte Murray. Yeah. He's gone, I I think, with him, DeMar DeRozan and Aldridge. That would have been a pretty nice big three. And um, for the most part, there's a lot to look at. But mostly for me, you know, the Grizzlies, of course. Jaron Jackson. <laughs> and uh, back to grid and grind this year. So we'll see how that works out. But, there, I mean, we could probably talk all day about this. How did Conley look in the preseason? Average. I mean, he looks healthy. I'll say, but you know, they're trying to incorporate a lot of pleat, a lot of pieces, and um, you know, grit and grind is back. So he'll make it easier on Mark Gasol this year. He doesn't have to make all those decisions. All right, G, your thoughts? Uh, I watched a little bit of the Celtics Sixers, um, and I kind of agree with what E Dub said that 
the uh, no, actually it was it was Marty who said the Sixers looked like they didn't work on anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought Ben Simmons was going to be shooting jumpers. Uh, we thought that um, Fultz was going to be able to do something, but you know it may bring up questions like: Is the preseason too short? Or is the season starting too early? Like we're starting like mid October. This was normally like a right after Halloween kind of thing. But uh, one thing I'm interested to see is with this Thunder team, okay, Paul George has made the commitment. Westbrook has already made the commitment. Is this the right kind of team built around Westbrook? Mm. Uh, especially, with, you know, with adding Schroeder, uh, does Nerlens Noel fit in at all with any team, even if this <laughs> team, but does he fit in anywhere? So um, that's the interesting question. I know we'll get into it later I got as far as Minnesota goes. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's on Westbrook's team. He's going to be Westbrook regardless. Yeah. He's going to shoot. He's going to run. He's going to take the shots he wants. So it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still, he, yeah, he yeah. still averaged it's, a triple yeah. double last year. Yeah, exactly. And that's all. But is it enough to, like, to win? Oh, like, okay. to get out now of the, out of the first round? Now you ask the right question. Now <laughs> you ask the right question. Yeah. All right, Sammy on Facebook Live said that eight teams got to make it from the East, and it'll be interesting which eight teams make it. Mm. From the East? Well, we got an idea, though. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we'll get into that later. Well, let's get to our second story. Uh, Devontae Freeman headed to the hour. That was the, I guess, supposedly Falcons news for the week. Hand your thoughts on, as a team aspect, how does this affect the team? Uh, they still can score 30 without him. It's, it's not a problem. What Edo Smith is giving them a boost, that quickness or whatever, to change the pace back. So I, I really don't think it's going to be felt that much because they've been playing without him so long now. And he really hasn't been the same running back, like I said, for about a season and a, a so now anyway. Right. Ever since he got knocked out really the first time. <laughs> and and I say knocked out and it sounds humorous or whatever, but he did. He when he really when he got knocked out on the field, right. Ever since then he has he's been a different running back. And he doesn't look like he has the same burst and now we find out it might be because of this injury. The, the growing. The growing. But he didn't he just doesn't have that burst to get outside or or to hit the hole like he was. And like I said, as as with his frame and his size with the physical nature he runs, it just was not going to be a long career that you could say, okay, he's a good seven, eight-year back, right. you know, that he can, you know, be productive. Gotcha. He just runs too hard. Now, personally, we'll get to what it does for the Falcons, personally, in our roundtable discussion. But, Jay, your, your thoughts on Freeman going to the IR and how it affects the team, in your opinion? Uh for me, I think it's an excellent move. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, they signed him to a forty-one half million deal, twenty-two million guarantee, something like that. Forty-two, forty-one point two yeah, million, something like that. Yeah. So I think if you're the Falcons, you have to protect your investment because I think after this year, this year he'll have an additional three years left on the deal. Um, and as Hancock pointed out, they've done well without him so far. And I, I think if from Dun- Devontae Freeman's perspective. The injuries are starting to pile up, and I think you can do more hurt than harm by keeping them out there. Right. And this is a guy you want long-term, and I'm just of the opinion at this point that the, the Falcon season is lost. If I if you look on the schedule, I only see maybe two or three additional wins. 
I'm looking at six and ten for the Falcons this season. So I don't think there's any reason to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any reason to bring him back. Just move bringing out the Falcons uh, looks, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they mad that the fans don't want to hear it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I think you, you know, you just accept that L this season if you're the Falcons. <laughs> and you move on. I mean, there's no need. You have Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, D- Devontae Freeman. I mean, these are all of your high-priced Gr- guys. Grady out. Great, your marquee players. So there's no reason. Um, they're not making the playoffs yeah, this year. So they, they played against a horrible defense this past Sunday. Yeah, you know I think we could have got 17 between us. Yeah, and because yeah. Tampa Bay is bad on defense. But yeah, before we move on, how about that last play? Did you like that last play that they ran? Would have counted. You the, can you if, advance if, a a fumble? No, but if it was a deemed a lateral backwards, it was fine. But I think it went forward. Um, if Humphreys catches it clean. Right. He hits Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, and it's a touchdown. Yeah. Because yeah, all the Falcons were going there. Yep. And he just didn't catch it clean. But I think right. in that respect, if he would have gotten it after all that had done on that play, and mm-hmm. then he got it, I think it would have got called back because I think the pass went forward. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have got reversed. Yeah, it got called back. Gotcha. All right. Um, so basically – the Falcons have gotten Mike Smith fired twice. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he got himself fired. Z, yeah. <laughs> your thoughts on uh, Mr. Freeman now? Well, it might be – I mean, I don't know if, if he can be traded. I mean, he's not going to be traded this season. But, I mean, I will be looking to place him somewhere else, especially if you get something out of Edo Smith and and Tevin Coleman. That can be your, your one-two punch. If that works this season, then Freeman is the odd man out. They might just cut him. I mean, I know NFL teams can just do that, right. regardless of how much guaranteed money they've actually given him. Uh, they might just cut him. I think he'll find a place, you know, somewhere else. But it might be time to move on from him because he's not as he's not on the field as much <laughs> when they need him. And as uh, as we have Devin behind me, yeah. Uh, He's, he's trash. Ain't <laughs> 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 All right, third story. Uh, Tua is hurt for Alabama. Uh, sprained knee. Don't know how serious it is. Of course, you know, they they kind of keep it close to the vest in college. At least Nick does. And uh, our resident D. Will had already said that this is why Jalen stayed, just in case the, the, this kind of stuff happened. So, Han, your, your thoughts on Tua being hurt? Do you hold him out? Oh, he would not play this week. He would he, not. He would, if I was coaching, he would not play. You got a bye coming up after this week. Jalen has lost two games and 28 starts, right? Right. Uh, I think I could start him and feel comfortable that he would be a competent replacement for him. Absolutely. So, why why put Tua in any harm's way? He probably shouldn't have played last week, you know, to me, to be honest. Why, why have him out there if he's not 100% and right. you playing Little Sisters of the Poor? It didn't matter. So <laughs> I don't understand when you play these these type of games, putting him in. And, you know, he hurt himself scrambling, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I just did It doesn't make sense. He did a Matt Ryan slide. Yeah, he did. Exactly. Stuck his knee <laughs> in the ground. So why, why even risk that? I would not play him at all this week. Ice move. I completely agree. Um... They have probably one of the 
one of the more luxurious situations <laughs> in college football, to, to say the least, you though, as, as Hancock stated. You, you're bringing in a guy who, was, who advanced to the national championship, what, twice? Yeah. In his time there. So you're bringing in a guy who has experience, who's been through the rigors of SEC football. He knows what to expect, and I think it'll be an easy transition for, for Nick Saban and Alabama. And if you're, you're Tua, I think they have to think long-term on this kid because Tua's a sophomore, correct? Yes. Um, he's likely gone after next season. So I think you have to think long-term with this kid and Alabama overall. So I, I think it's a great decision for them to sit them out. Mike Mitchell on Facebook Live said Falcons going 10-6. Really? With wow. That, with that Damn. schedule. He, what are you, uh, you talking about? PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> he got to be talking yeah, about Yeah, he, he must see something else. He got to be. He, got, he talking about PlayStation? He got to be. Oh, they, and they he must have brought Mike Vick back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Vick, Vick could not be stopped on PlayStation. Yeah. So, I mean, he must Hey, be. Mike, they say you talking about PlayStation, bro. <laughs> with the tennis yeah, yeah, so. Well, he's smoking a regular or something. I don't know. <laughs> G, you wanted to say something? Uh, as far as uh, Tua goes, um, it'd be good to, to not play him this week. I mean, then you have the bye after, and then you have LSU. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, give him the time to to heal up as much as he can in those two weeks. And uh, I think Jalen will have a little bit of uh, extra – help on his side as former Tennessee coach Butch Jones is an analyst for Alabama and he's been working with Alabama OC Mike Loxley to get ready for Tennessee wow Mm. that's crazy so so I'm not trying to start anything but if Jalen plays well does he start against LSU man no yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no way. No, 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 no. So it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, there, there's no question about who's the best quarterback yeah, right, right. No on question. that team. No question. Yeah, that that you can't go back in time on that. Can't go back. Nah. Well, he, Mark, Mark Rick went back. He going back to Rosier. Mark Rick. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's a good, that's yeah. You talking that's about Mark different. Rick? Yeah. That's a whole different animal. A whole different animal. All right, last story on the docket. Uh, defensive end, Ohio State defensive end, well, former Ohio State defensive <laughs> end. Uh, Nick Bosa say he's leaving school and preparing for the draft. Hey, your thoughts on that? I, he shouldn't have been playing this year in college anyway. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, his he could not improve his draft stock one iota this whole football season. I think on Kuyper's list, he's number one. That, so I, you cannot – there's only way, one way to go when you're number one. Down. That's it. Yeah. So, to me, he and and what's my guy's name in Houston? Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. Yeah. They should have said, you know, we appreciate the opportunity. You, right. You allowed us to come <laughs> to your school and showcase our talents. Yeah. But as LeBron say, I'm taking my talents to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I, there should be no way these guys should risk themselves, themselves at all to play meaningless time in football that is not getting them paid when they are bona fide stars that are going to the next level. It makes no sense to me. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the people who are saying that, well, Ohio State has a chance to win a national championship. Like, I think part of this shows that 
That doesn't matter to these players anymore. It doesn't. It does not because that national championship will not pay his bills. Sure won't. That will even if you. We're talking about generational wealth. Yeah. Going to the NFL as a first round, possibly number one pick in the draft. Yep. He and Ed Oliver will be one, two, two, one, something like that as top defensive linemen. And the same thing happened with Clowney. Clowney should never have played his junior year with with uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, these guys for what? There's not in South Carolina was not going to win a national championship. So what is the SEC championship? If they were to win, what would they do for his stop? Nothing. When he made that last play against Michigan, where he looked like he was playing against sixth graders. <laughs> And he broke through the line and hit the hit the running back and took the ball from him all in one motion. Yeah, that should have been the last time he had anything that had South Carolina on. Not even his, he shouldn't even drive with a license plate. Yeah, that says South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and to he, come, for what? He could have been in the College Hall of Fame downtown. Wow. <laughs> I guarantee you, Harris, somewhere in that building, they're showing that highlight. Of him making that hit. Right. Yeah. So he'll be in there. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> he made it. I promise you. He's yeah. in there somewhere. All right, Smooth, your thoughts on Bosa uh, saying that I'm out of him. Great move. I, Business is Yeah, and, you know, just for all the sports fans who don't know, he has a brother who currently plays for the San Diego Chargers. Joey Bosa. He's hurt, too. Yeah, he's hurt right now. <laughs> but he getting a check. Right, he's getting a check. And that's what's most important. Be check, be money. The bag. He has absolutely nothing to gain by playing more time. Forget Urban Meyer. Forget the teammates, whoever it is. Woody Hayes. Anybody. Anybody. I think it's an excellent move. And plus, I I can't say this for sure, but I would like to believe that his brother said, hey, man, you know what? Let's just take a risk. Let's go ahead and sit out. Because as G said, he's the number one prospect. Yeah. According to Mel Kuyper. So I'm, he has absolutely nothing to lose by sitting out. And I think it's an excellent move. And I I think you'll actually start to see a trend. Okay, yeah. Going forward. Going forward. Yeah. Okay, cool. G, you think it's a good move? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think he has a pectoral muscle injury. And those can be, like, tricky to deal with. Oh, he got that off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Horford missed the rest of the season uh, when he got it. So, um there's no reason for Bosa to to go back. And like I said before, the, the, the national championship, the conference championships, these trophies for these rivalries, you know, for beating Michigan or Minnesota or whatever, they don't matter to these kids. Right. So uh, it's good for him to just, like, heal up. The draft is, like, what, six, seven months away. Uh, let him get ready for that. Yeah, there it is. All right. There it is. You heard from my esteemed panel as uh, they told you how they felt about Bosa. And uh, he should go ahead and leave, huh? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Bo Bell's on Facebook Live. He said that uh, Milwaukee would be the surprise team in the East. Hmm. Thoughts on that real quick? Uh, I believe it when I see it. I do like their <laughs> talent. I like what they do. But, you know, I honestly... Giannis supposed to be shooting more. Yeah, so mm. we'll see. We'll Jay, see. you guys. I like the talent. Though. I like the team. You think they'll be surprised? I wouldn't call it a surprise because I, considering the the lack of depth in the East, I think they're you could would consider them one of the upper echelon, or I wouldn't call them elite, but they're one of the top tier teams in okay. the East. They top two. 
No, top tier. Oh, okay. Top, top tier. tier, yeah. They have, you know, arguably the, the best talent in yeah. the East. And Mike Budenholzer, we'll see how good of a coach he is. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was considered the second best player in the NBA playing in the system in San Antonio. And now we're wondering if he's better than the Greek Greek. Yeah, yeah, that is that is something. Yeah. Fun. All right, man, let's go in for the hot news. We got to take a quick break because we got our guy, Rain Man, coming up with his picks of the week. So stay tuned. And uh, just a little side note, he went undefeated last week. Yeah. So get your fruit cups ready, get your pen and paper, because Rain Man coming in with these picks. We'll be right back. You listen to Sports Roundtable and SRT Crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. We'll be back with more Sports Roundtable on the Real Real 1100 AM. What's up? This your man, D-Will the Coach, here on behalf of Real Talk Tees. Real Talk Tees is for the players, geniuses, and bosses. For those who hustle, for the fresh, and for the iconic. Real Talk Tees is urban, affordable, vintage t-shirts to help you express yourself. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com to order yours today. So how about this? You got a specific mood in mind? Custom orders are available also to help you and yours stand out. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com where what's real lasts forever. Are you looking for a new, pre-owned, or used car to get you around the city or simply from point A to point B? Look no further. Jay's Used Cars is the place to be. Jay believes your job is your credit, and no matter what your situation is, Jay will get you in a car. Visit Jay's at 3820 Lawrenceville Highway in Tucker and mention Sports Roundtable, get a 10% discount. Go to jaysusedcars.com to check out the inventory. Jay's Used Cars, where they stack them deep and sell them cheap. Sports Roundtable. All right, need to score two Here's points. Here's how I see it. Duck. Yes. You kick it into the girl bunny yeah. down in the post. You dish it back out to the guy bunny. Got you it. swing around the mic over here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Typical. All right, you're going to have to listen to Mike on this, guys. Okay. Listen up. Only on WWE, the real 1100 AM. Are you ready for some football? Are you ready to win some fruit cups? Those who are tardy do not get fruit cups. Well, get ready, because it's time for the Rain Man's Picks of the Week. Sports Roundtable back at you. It is that time. We got him on the phone. I think he, he was bragging to everybody. I think he told everybody exactly that he went undefeated last week. <laughs> and he's on the phone. Our guy, Rain Man, Slick Money. What's going on, bro? What's up, Killer HM3? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, nephew? What's up? What's up? Superhero, <laughs> money. Let me hey, get it for the girls. Get it. The girls gonna get it. And what G money? He on the ones and twos. You know it. Yo. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening, fellas? 
Ain't that Sega, man? I, you, you went undefeated last week. I hope you made somebody some money. Uh, let me get $2 from you, matter of fact. You can get it, folks. Folk. <laughs> hey, good week last week, man. And uh, we be trying to tell everybody, man, they need to check in and listen to some of these picks. And uh, actually, I had one guy uh, shot, shot me an email and, and, and was like, hey, y'all y'all pretty good with them picks, man. You know, y'all, y'all explain everything. I say, hey, man, Slick been doing it for years. So, hey, it is what it is. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, what what do you got for your value pick this week? Uh, my value pick, I'm going to the NFL. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings <clears throat> is going to New York. Uh, which is the New York Jets. Falcons are playing the Giants, so we're talking the New York Jets. Right. And the Jets are getting four. But what's interesting in the value is is that the Jets tried so hard in the offseason to sign Kirk Cousins. Mm. And he turned him down and shot up to Minnesota. So I think it's payback time. So I like the Jets plus four at home against the Vikings. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me change that. Jets plus four. Minnesota. All right, who you got for your lock? For my lock, I'm going back to the NFL, but not in the United States. We're going across the water. London. Mm. L.A. Chargers is really hot. They, I mean, I ain't even saying they're picking at the right time. I just think they're pounding people now. So I like the L.A. Chargers, man. Minus seven versus my lonely Tennessee Titans. I think Tennessee Titans and shot they load. I think <laughs> They just gonna fight just to survive in their division, but I like the LA Chargers over in London minus seven versus the Titans. I got you. Good pick. All right, and everybody listening, this is our main man Ray. Man, we call him Slick Money. He's on the phone giving them picks of the week. So make sure y'all get the pen and paper out. All right, who you got for your upset? My upset is it's kind of like off the radar type of game. I'm going to Oregon. Oregon State haven't done nothing this year. But Cal started off hot, and now Cal ain't doing nothing. So I'm getting Oregon State at home plus seven. I'm going with Oregon State plus seven at home to knock off Cal, which I think is real, and they don't even know if they're coming or going. So uh, Oregon State plus what? Plus seven at home. Plus seven. Oh, yeah, home. Yeah, getting, getting a touchdown at home. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yeah, good deal. All right, and your bonus pick for the week. I got two bonus, so I'll make it quick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to college with both games in college, but I told you week after week, year after year, never take Duke Blue Devil as a favorite. Okay. Virginia Cavaliers is going to Duke, and they're getting seven. I think it's going to be a good game, and chances are Duke probably will win the game, but take Virginia plus the seven. Good pick. And what's your other bonus? And the other bonus is going to be Purdue. Yeah, I mean, game day, everybody's going. I mean, game day actually is going to, I think, Washington for the Washington State game. But I just think it's going to be a mad crowd tonight game. I like Purdue plus 16 versus Ohio State. Bosa is not coming back, and I think the team probably like, oh, wow. So I just truly believe there's some value in there, and I truly believe Purdue going to get up because Purdue has been playing very well the last three or four games in a row. So I think – Ohio State is kind of going down, and Purdue is going up. So I like the 16 at home. All right, let me get a quick recap real quick. Uh, your value pick is the uh, New York Jets, not Giants, plus four versus Minnesota. Then your lock of the week will be the L.A. Chargers, minus seven against your Tennessee Titans. Then the upset of the week will be Oregon State. I would never think we'll ever be picking Oregon State. 
in any any kind of <laughs> in any kind of bet. But Oregon State plus seven at home versus Cal, and you're right, Cal has been slipping the last couple of weeks. And your bonus two bonus picks: Virginia Cavaliers plus seven versus Duke. They playing at at Duke, and plus there's uh is countdown to Cameron at Duke, so it's basketball season basically. So I might definitely ride with you on that. And Purdue plus 16 versus Ohio State. Uh, and Purdue has been playing well. So those are the picks. Hopefully you wrote them down, everybody, because, uh, like I said, you went undefeated last week. Give me the total for the year for me, if you got that. Yes, 18 and 11. So in two weeks, I've gone 8 and 1. Wow. 18 and 11. Can't beat that yeah, and don't forget, hey, HM3, don't forget that that Charger game is in London. This week is a 9, 9.30 a.m. start. 9.30 a.m. It's going to be an early game. Right. Yeah, last week the uh, Raiders played uh, uh, Seattle, Seattle, and it was a 1 o'clock start. But this week is going to be a 9.30 start, so don't forget that. Right, so all y'all fantasy owners, make sure you get your, get the stuff in early because uh, they playing early. All right, so Slick, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and where they can find any of your motivation and, and all of your picks. Okay, you can get me on IG at Victor Hill number four. And I appreciate everybody, man. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And let's go get that bread. There you go. All right, Money. my main man, Slick Money, calling in, doing his thing, talking about these picks. And, man, you can't help but to uh, to ride with some of these picks, man. I, I do like that Cavalier pick, the Virginia Cavaliers for sure. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, I honestly do like the Chargers. I, I, I think they were starting to turn the corner last year, re- last week. Real convincing win on the team. Yeah. And uh, going out to Cleveland after coming from the West Coast, and they dominated Cleveland. Yeah, they did. And this was the first time they Cleveland had been exposed defensively. They had been pretty good. The other game he talked about I do like is the Purdue game. Yeah. Uh, Purdue has a, a, a real good offensive team, and we saw that yeah. this past week. <laughs> and I had been on them a couple of weeks. I got off of them last week to my detriment. So, to your detriment. Yeah, they, they made a believe out of me again, so I agree with him on Purdue. All right, and some other news. I do want to ask you guys about Terrence Ferguson, the boxer. Um, is it Ferguson Crawford? Terrence Crawford. Crawford. I, I guess Ferguson, Ferguson started last night. Player, right? Yeah, Terrence Crawford, the boxer, and he gave my man an uppercut that he's probably still landed. Is Crawford up and coming? You think? Yeah, he is. The problem with boxing is, like I said before, it's it's not a mainstream sport anymore. Nobody knows anybody. Nobody knows anybody. Right. I mean, this fight to me just kind of came up out of nowhere. And it's because we don't know boxers anymore. As a, If you're not in the boxing game, if you're not really in tune to boxing, you don't know the personalities. There, there aren't any. And like I said, to me, the, what happened was in the 80s, we got to know these guys from the Olympics, and then the boxing was on, you know, regular television. You know, we had uh, Wild World of Sports and uh, whatever that one was, what was Sports Spectacular on CBS. Yeah. And, you know, we got to see fights, and we got to know the kid, know the guys that were fighting. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know them, and then when we do know them, you know, everything's pay-per-view. So. Yeah. But, yeah, Bud Crawford is, is one of the top, I think he's pound for pound right now. Or, or close to I think he is pound for pound best fighter in the world right now. It's ranked. Right. So, 
it is what it is. And then he fights out of if he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. And that's not a hotbed that people really know of. Marty Marsh, shout out Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> not a native but lives there. Uh, but you know those type of things. He's not in a big media market. You know, like New York or Vegas or whatever. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, also, Manny Machado is in the news today for. Saying that he's a dirty player. Machado? Yeah. And the kind of, you know, last night games, he kind of kicked the first baseman mm. on the way by. So now, uh, Christian Yelich uh, of Milwaukee saying that he's a dirty player. And, you know, when you look back at it, a lot, Machado is in a lot of these bench clearing brawls. Mm. Especially, you know, in the AL East where they hit batters. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of want to get y'all thoughts on how do y'all feel about Machano? Is he's a dirty player? Or he just an agitator. He's an agitator. If he was, <laughs> if he was dirty, mm. what's first base's name? Uh, Aguilera. Aguilera Jesus would Aguilar. not. Yeah. Aguilar. Him. Yeah. He would not <laughs> be suiting up the rest of the playoffs. Because he could have spiked him yeah. right there in his Achilles. And and or really just turn the ankle. All he did was go by and tap him. He just wanted to make sure you know you need to get your foot. What what is baseball? You have a part of the bag when you're a first baseman right. that you're supposed to have your foot on, and as he's coming, what do first basemen do? You first baseman make make the play and get off the bag. All these unwritten rules that they talk about or whatever, the guy left his foot on top of the bag purposely. And Machado said, let him know you shouldn't be doing that. He didn't spike him. He right. could have spiked him. <laughs> so to me, it was it was okay, yeah. I see both points. Don't hit my foot no more. Right. Okay, move your foot. So <laughs> and yeah. let's let's get let's move. Let's keep it All going. Right. Ice you, you agitator or dirty player. Whichever way you want to call it, I think it's great for the game. This is a sport that needs some type of edge. <laughs> and I I think as the years have progressed, you know, through the late 90s, 2000s, I think baseball has continually become, in my opinion, a, a soft sport. All sports have, if, if you think about it. Right. But baseball, you, you need some type of edge. You need some type of excitement. And Manny Machado, I mean, he could be the, the Bobby Brown of baseball. He could be the bad boy of baseball. I don't know if their reference makes any sense. But I think they need some type of edge. And, you know, he's he's also catching a lot of flack for him not running, running to out, first base. Running out first, yeah. So, I think it's fine. I think the whole issue's completely overblown. And I just – he's an aggressive guy. I mean, call it what you want, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. So, my question to G, do you like his hairstyle? <laughs> I haven't even seen it. Oh my god! You, oh my god! It's, oh, he's got the. It's called the. It's called this California something where he's got cornrows on top. Yeah, yeah, but the. Um, yeah, I had that last year. So. He's <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We got our, our ballers and busters. So make sure on Facebook and every, everywhere else, make sure you got your bottles and busters. You listen to Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. 
Keep those ears locked to the Sports Roundtable on The Real 1100 AM. What's up, man? It's Keith Lamar. Check out Real Talk with Keith Lamar. It comes on every Thursday from 6 to 7. We talk about everything, man, from law to the lewd act. Everybody loves the lewd act, by the way, y'all. And, you know, politics, sports. We heavy in the game, man. Heavy in the streets. Doing what we do all day, 6 to 7, every Thursday, AM 1100. What's up, folks? I want to invite you to come check out the Game Time Radio Show right here on The Real 1100. We air Sundays from 6 to 7 p.m. with your host, Edub, Ty, and ATL Phil. Game Time Radio Show, we don't play games when it comes to sports. Sports, sports Roundtable. Round don't ever hold out on me. You got that? <laughs> Mother see that? I'm a mother soldier, you know what I'm saying? I drive. You need a role model. A hug or something. Only on WWE, the real 1100 AM. Other radio shows may have their players of the week, but at the Sports Roundtable, we have our ballers. Ballin'. And our busters. This man was a bona fide scrub. We're back at you, and it's time for the Bottles and Busters segment. <laughs> and uh, as you heard the drop, a lot of y'all need role models. <laughs> oh, boy, that's, that's so funny. So, so funny. All right, starting this thing off, um, and if you are listening anywhere and can get to a computer or a phone, I'm pretty sure you need a phone. Go ahead and submit your ballers and busters and so we can read them on the air. But my baller for this week goes out to freshman quarterback Brock Purdy. Iowa State quarterback with an upset win over West Virginia. 254 yards passing with three touchdowns. And um, Iowa State look good. Mm-hmm. They do. And actually, he looks good because uh, – we, we we put our eyes on them a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they look pretty good. And uh, running back David Montgomery also had rushed for 189 yards in the upset. They just they manhandled them. Yeah, they're a good football team, especially on their at their names. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they helped me with a few fruit cup things this week this year. Yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, fre- and he's a freshman, freshman quarterback, so you make. And he didn't start the season as as the start. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny how that college work though. Yeah, and we'll get mm-hmm. more into that because we got some Justin Fields and From talk coming up. Um, all right, Han, what's your, who, who you got for your ball? My baller goes to a former Georgia Bulldog. He probably the only one had a good week this week. Uh, Todd Gurley, twenty eight carries, two hundred yards, and two tubs. Uh, I mm. think he got me like 39, 36 fantasy points playing for the Stevie J. So <laughs> uh, we'll keep going with that theme. Gurley right now should be uh, leading or one of the leading candidates for uh, MVP of the league. Right, should. he should be the leader. Yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, well, Mahomes is, is doing great too. So yeah, but uh, what he's doing is allowing them to have a run game that you know everybody talks about those teams that spread the ball and do whatever. 
he allows them to have a run game so when it does get cold or whatever, they're able to do other things besides spread you out and throw the ball down the field. So looking forward to seeing how he does the rest of the way. But Gurley's my baller. All right, Jay Smooth, who's your baller? Yeah, I never thought I would say this, but my ball of the week is Miami Dolphins quarterback, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he led his team to an overtime win over the Chicago Bears defense who I, that I thought was pretty good, but obviously not. Um, 31-28 win in overtime. Brock went 28 for 44, 380 yards. Three scores. He had two picks also, but... He got the win, which was most important. And um, I didn't see this one coming. I'm sure Khalil Mack and his buddies didn't see it coming either. Nope, but nope, I'm but sure. yeah, congrats to uh, Brick. I mean Brock Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but them, I know them Chicago Bears fans are not happy with that. Did was this the first game they didn't get a sack? Yeah, He's getting it out of his hand, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, G, who's your baller? Uh, there's something about the Bears playing in Miami. You know, you remember the 85 team. Right. Yeah. That was their last but anyway, um, my mine goes to uh, probably the only time this will happen um, on in this season from any of us. Mine goes to a kicker, <laughs> Mason Crosby of yeah. the Green Bay Packers. After a terrible game terrible. against the Lions, he missed five kicks, including an extra point. And kept that, his job. <laughs> He's been there. He's been there for a long time. I think he's allowed one bad game, but he was able to bounce back uh, Monday night. Went four for four, uh, made three extra points, and uh, including the game winner at uh, the game winning field goal as time expired in a thirty three thirty win over the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of the credit will go to Aaron Rodgers because he did Aaron Rodgers things. Right, but uh, Crosby still came out there and made the kick. There you go. All right, Montemar said his. Baller is, again, Chiefs quarterback, uh, Mr. Mahomes. Stevie J's, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he got all the players. <laughs> Stevie J's, baby. Uh, let's see. Ed says, baller Jason Tatum. We ready to go to the next level. I agree. And, of course, his bus is Mike Smith because he's a Tampa fan. So. Mm. Gary Vincent said, Darrell Henderson, running back Memphis. Yeah, that was a, yeah, a big game. They should yeah. have. Yeah. They always put. I told boy Memphis I would put it out. They did. They always put it out. So uh, that that was a good one. Uh, my bust of the week goes to. Listen, you out, you out in D town, passing out whiskey as your new drink. Oh, this this is your new new thing now. Everybody get into the alcohol. But he goes on the field, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I just I have no idea why he was on the field to throw a football. But this may have been the worst mm. imitation of throwing a football or throwing any kind of ball ever in life. Conor McGregor oh, yeah. threw the football, well, slung, pushed, whatever you want to call it. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, my buster week goes out to Conor McGregor for how he puts pushed the football down the field. Well, I don't even know where it went. The, the camera probably was just lost. 
Maybe he thought he could try out for Jacksonville. Who knows? Uh, my goodness, that was <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. I, he didn't even have the laces. Buffalo did quarterback. He's better than Nathan Peterman. Hey, can't be too much. Can't be yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Nathan Peterman had some kind of compromising pictures on Roger Goodell. Because <laughs> that's got to be the only reason he's in the NFL. Yeah. yeah he is God awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right, give me your, your buster hand. Well, my buster goes to the University of Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Wow. They ventured into Death Valley uh, as the number two team in the nation. And it's safe to say when they left there, they were not. Mm. They lost 36-16 to to an LSU team coming off a loss against uh, Florida yep. the previous week. Now, it would be another thing if, if Georgia had faced a tough schedule and this was a back-to-back and, and you were reeling or whatever right. coming in with, after a big game. But to come in with everything going for you and lose in that fashion, that, that was pretty bad. So they're they're my buster. And I think uh, – they I honestly think they needed this because I think they were already waiting and trying to look forward to playing in the playoffs. And maybe this turned their season around because now I think they understand that they can be beat. So, yeah, yeah they're my buster, Georgia Bulldogs. Ice move. <laughs> My bust of the week goes to Malcolm Butler and the Tennessee Titans, Ooh. who were absolutely trashed by the Baltimore Ravens this weekend in a 21 to zero defeat. They were shut out at home. They allowed 11 sacks. Michael Crabtree looked like the next coming of Jerry Rice. Malcolm Butler, I don't, I don't know what he was doing, and this is the Titans' high-priced cornerback, who, in my opinion, was always overrated. He made one play in the Super Bowl and, you know, changed the trajectory of his life, pretty right. much. And Seattle's. Yeah, pretty much. And he got a truck. Yeah. So, <laughs> things worked out for him, but not this past Sunday. I'm very disappointed in the Titans. But, luckily for them, they play in what may be the most, probably maybe the worst division in football. <laughs> <laughs> so I think seven or eight wins might win the AFC South, but uh, Tennessee Titans do better. All right, G. All right, my buster of the week goes to Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Get it. Uh, I heard someone say that um, uh, the one of the first rules of trash talking. Thou shalt keep the same energy. <laughs> so when asked about, uh, you know, you know what went wrong against the Cowboys or, you know, uh, did you have a hard time containing Cole Beasley? Uh, or do you still think you're the best defense of the NFL? He really had no answers. Wow. That's so, um, you know, he, he is the face of the defense right now. And he is the face. Uh, he's kind of the face of the franchise, at least the one that the the media is going to go to. They're not right. going to talk to Blake Bortles. We know that we know <laughs> what to expect out of him. And honorable mention, uh, Sean McDermott for sneaking Nathan Peterman back on the field. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. And you got a you you straight. Oh, okay. Soul to soul. Soul to soul. Here we go. Yes, indeed. You know that music. This week's 
Nominee for Soul to Soul Award goes to the Colorado Buffalo. Mm. Riding high, sporting an undefeated record this week, faced a team in USC who's not considered to be a national power. But again, put Colorado back in its place and let them know it's time to go back down and be what you are. Soul to Soul Award back to the Colorado Buffaloes with a loss of 31 to 20 to the USC Trojans. And USC not even ranked. Wow, that's pretty bad. And they like, well, they don't like talent. They just like execution. They, they get better, though. Maybe. Well, they do that every day. They, yeah, they get better. Almost like the L.A. Chargers of college. It's going to make it football. interesting that last game of the year, though. Ain't no doubt about it. Speaking of college, we got our guy on the phone. It is that time. Five minutes with D. Will. <laughs> and, uh... I know he got a lot to get off his chest. d will what's going on, bro? What up, crew? What up, Weezy? I see you on Facebook Live trying to make some friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, but uh, the NBA is back. Woo! And I know this is your, your, your season, so I have to ask. What are you looking forward to in this NBA season coming up? Uh, man, whew, I'm going to need more than five minutes. It's This NBA season is like a Hollywood movie script. Ooh. It's been so many moves and so much stuff going on that from the rookies to the to the Luka Doncic and the, uh, and the, and the uh, DeAndre Aytons to the Jason Tatum's Becoming stepping into their own, and then to of course the the, the big stories, uh, LeBron James going to, to L.A. and Boogie Cousins going to Golden State. Like it's so many different dynamics in this one NBA season. I just can't wait. It's going to be fun filled. It's going to be packed with nothing but excitement, and hopefully everybody stays healthy and we get good basketball for the next six months. There it is. Let's let's make that happen. All right, um, you reported a couple of weeks ago, Jalen Hurts will be staying at Alabama. Well, it was about a month mm-hmm. ago. And you said that the reason he would stay because of probably Tua did a Matt Ryan slide and strained the knee. And now mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is up, but we don't know what's going on with Tua. Your thoughts, would you hold Tua out or would you just go with what's going what's been working well i'm gonna be honest with you um okay first of all before i get into what i would do little update on tour um he does have a strained meniscus okay uh reports are he did have a minor procedure this hasn't been confirmed this is just you know uh rumor i would say that uh i did hear it from someone inside the organization but he, he he supposedly had a minor uh, a scope procedure to, to kind of fix that meniscus, but he will be available to play this Saturday. And uh, word is he will play this Saturday. He want, how much he will play is yet to be determined, but he will play this Saturday. Uh, because if, if whoever knows anything about a meniscus tear, uh, it's, it's, it's not an injury that if you continue to play on, it's going to get worse. It's one of those ones, can you just stand the pain? Can you stand the, 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 the wear and tear on the knee? And, and how high is your pain threshold? So that's the update on him. Uh, it's supposed to be a meniscus injury. He will play. Now, for me, I would play him. Um, 
because we all know, and and, it, and this is kind of a, a paraphrase of one of Hancock's favorite sayings: you 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 play the you play football, you don't play football not to get hurt. Okay, you go out there if if you're able to play, you go play and you play as hard as you can because once you start trying to avoid injuries, is when injuries creep up on you. So uh, holding him out won't do him any good because. The injury is not going to improve, and if he plays on it, it's not going to get worse. So it is what it is right now, and the greatest thing in the world is to have a backup to the caliber of a Jalen Hurts. And this is one of the reasons I said that he shouldn't leave and he didn't leave because, one, he was already playing, and, two, if anything is to happen, voila, he's right back in the game. There it is. All right, uh, the last question I want to ask you is, Chase Smooth seemed to think that the Falcons would go – Six and ten for the rest of the season, possibly. Somebody on Facebook Live said that's that's crazy talk, and he said the Falcons will go ten and six. So I'm asking you, who the hell said that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm asking you, do the Falcons or have you given up on the Falcons making the playoffs this year? Um, I haven't given up on them making the playoffs because within the division. Uh, they're two and one, and that's really what counts. If you can somehow, they only lost to the Saints. They've already beaten Tampa Bay, and they have beaten um, uh, Carolina. They still got you know another game with the Saints. They got another game with each of those teams. So if they can somehow come out and win that division or split that division, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Now that is that is you know constituted on what they do in those other non-divisional games, they still have to win those. But I believe if they can somehow win those next three division games and get to seven and nine or, or I mean, nine and seven and, or maybe, I ain't going to go there, get to seven and nine or eight and eight, they may have a chance to backdoor into the playoffs. How, is it likely? No. But because the way the Saints look right now, they look absolutely unstoppable. Even Carolina looked a lot better last weekend. So it's going to be a hard task, but I haven't given up on them yet. But I'm going to tell y'all like this. For me to be a Bama fan and have, be so high on Saturdays and then to be a Falcon fan and for them to just crush my spirits every Sunday and then on top of that my fantasy team sucks, it's, it's, Sundays are not a good day for me right now. <laughs> Well, and I, I'm telling y'all, somebody needs to make a trade with me. We've had one trade in five years. Can we please start being GM? <laughs> You're not supposed to pick a team and just stick with it. <laughs> well, I did tell all the listeners that you were going to have something to get off your chest, and I, I, and you have uh, not let, let us down. So you are getting something off your chest. And I'm vying for the number one pick for next year, so that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, it works. Well, and, 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 and that's understandable. And, and you know, um, if, if you're willing to go ahead and tank job it, you know, it, this is the time to start doing it. You know, like, right. go ahead and, hey, how about you just, you know, with, well, we already, Sanu went out last week, Calvin Ridley went out last week, so you're already hurting it. And, and now Devontae Freeman has been ruled out for the rest of the year. You've already down three of your major weapons that you, coming into the season, you had, you had planning on being there and making that offense dynamic. So with those three down, man, I'm kind of with you, man. Let's let's go ahead and get this this, this number one pick. But with somebody like, listen, I, mean, I will say this: Matt Ryan is playing lights out. Right. Like, regardless of what you want to say, Matt Ryan is not the reason that the Falcons are losing football games. He's playing lights out right now. And even though Julio's not getting in the end zone, 
he's playing very good football. So I, I really don't believe it's the offensive problem. I believe, like, when you lose as much as, as the Falcons did up the middle with uh, Jones and then on the back end with Neal, that really, that's their two best defensive players. And, with, and that's the middle of your defense. With those two being out, it's kind of hard for Dan Quinn to run his scheme. And even though, like you say, next man up, they didn't have the depth at those positions that we thought they would have. So, you know, it's kind of hard for the Falcons right now. But I, I can say, they can backdoor into the into the playoffs, but I'm kind of with you. We're going to do a tank job, baby. Let's start doing it right now. <laughs> All right, there you go. Oh, man, do oh, will. One go more ahead. thing. One go more ahead. thing before I go. Go ahead. Uh, I did hear y'all talking about Bud Crawford. Yes, Crawford is a he, he. He's a beast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he has been a beast for a long time, and I understand like he he may not be mainstream uh, right now, but he made fifteen million dollars for that fight the other night, and it wasn't paid for you. Okay. Yeah. So he is a top notch, top level fighter. He is number two by most all publications in pound for pound behind Lomachenko. But I believe if him and Lomachenko ever look linked up, he gonna knock Lomachenko out. Go knock like, him out because. Yeah, because Bud Crawford has that pop that you want to see in the ring. Lomachenko's a smart fighter, but Bud Crawford got that pop. And when it, once he hits you, you saw the other night, it's the 12th round, and he caught that dude with an uppercut, a punch that he didn't throw the entire fight. But he caught him with it, and once he caught him with it, it was lights out. Yeah, lights out, baby, like Georgia Powell. You already know. Hey, man, let everybody know where they can find you at and where they can get them T-shirts. Hey, man, y'all can catch me out on Instagram, man, at underscore Real Talk Tees. That's at underscore Real Talk Tees. And Hancock, what up? trade with your boy, man. You already undefeated. Hey, what, what, what you need, man? <laughs> Tell what you need. Look at my bitch. See what you might be looking for. Say, look at the bitch. Yeah, man, don't, don't take Matthew bitch. Stafford off my hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did put out a bulletin last week. I don't know if y'all saw it, but uh, the Stevie J's have officially released Eli Manning. <laughs> Excellent move. Oh, Excellent move. Come on, man. Oh, oh, no, no, Eli, I need a running back. Man, somebody somebody give me a running back. That's big news. That's a two-time Super Bowl yeah. champion. I might clear my bench in a minute. So, <laughs> All right, Weezy, we'll holler at you, man. We're going to get back to the second half of the show. Have a good one, bro. Be safe on that road. All right. For sure, man. Y'all too, fellas. Have a good one. Oh, All right. Down, all right, everybody uh, bump, bumping that Bud Crawford, man. You know, you yeah, already know. Hey, I mean, he's good. Like I said, but the thing is, he's not a household. Yeah, I, yeah. But, and, and, I, not no, nothing against his skill. Oh, no, no, If no. If he was pushed out there, yeah. it would be different because I think he is. He's that good. Well, I think ESPN kind of helped that along. But ESPN maybe. is dying. Did yeah. I say that? I say a lot. I mean, yeah. they dying, but I mean, you know, yeah. they got a lot of. I okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> hey, man, we got to get to the second half of the show. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay tuned. We got our SRT Power 10 coming up along with the roundtable discussion. You listen to SRT Radio with the SRT crew on the Red 1100 and SRTRadio.com. Are you thinking about changing the station? You're only hurting yourself. Keep listening to Sports Roundtable on 1100 AM. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! 
entertainment, Are you not entertained? and other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Sports Roundtable. You know, there's a lot of guys in this league. They saw. We just come from a different club. That's real. That's all I really got for you. That's hey, real. That's... We just ain't cut the same. I told one of them dudes from Cavs after the game, he tried to shake my hand. I said, Tristan, we ain't cut the same. <laughs> <laughs> Only on WWE, the real 1100 AM. Yeah. Looks like they back for a fifth season, man. Who that? Sports Roundtable. Who? S-R-T. Crew. Whoa. S-R, 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 S-R-T. They got that realness flowing in their DNA. Damn you lame. If you ain't, tune to S-R-T today. H-O got that payload when he say so. What you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy. Break up Kyrie LeBron. I be smooth as sports superhero. Hancock in the mix. Deal with Roll Tide forever. Real talk, you know who he gon' pick. See where I be with S-R-T. Behind the glass, that G-Money. They win strong. I never lose. Six-man elite. That's J. Smooth. All you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. Believe that. Turn, turn up your radios, because it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's Sports Roundtable, second hour of the show. We're back, and we're doing our thing. Thanks for tuning in for that first hour, man. We had lots of fun. Had some hot news. We had new picks of the week. Had our ballers and busters and uh. Five minutes with D-Real is like 30 minutes, boy, I tell you. He, he know he be bringing that energy, boy, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you. But up now is that time you've been waiting for. It's getting close to week number eight. And when week number eight comes, everybody want to rank the team to really see who's going to make a move in the playoffs. In college football, scratch that because we got you. Because it's now time. For the SRT Power 10. We're between the white lines. This is football. This is football. The SRT Power 10. What's up, everybody? And welcome to this week's edition of the SRT Power 10. This week's Power 10 comes to you with number one, Alabama Crimson Tide with 50 points. At number two, we got the Ohio State Buckeyes with 45 points. At number three, we had the Clemson Tigers with 38 points. At number four and, four, and getting into our top four, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish with 35 points. At number five, we got the Michigan Wolverines with 20 points. At number six, coming off a loss, the Georgia Bulldogs with 18 points. At number seven, we had the Texas Longhorns. At number eight, we have the UCF Knights. And tied for 9 and 10, we're just going to leave those there because they were the last two teams in. Oklahoma and Florida tied with five points apiece mm. to round out our SRT Power, Power 10. Notes from this week's Power 10. Falling out of our Power 10 this week was the Penn State Nittany Lions with a big loss uh, coming at the hands of the Michigan State Spartans. Mm-hmm. West, Virginia's, West Virginia came, fall out, fell out of the top 10 with a uh, loss at Iowa State and Washington also dropped out with their loss to Utah. 
end this week, as I mentioned, the Michigan State, the Michigan Wolverines, they made a big jump, and they jumped in from not even being ranked all the way up to number five. So that was a big move. Back into the top ten, we find the Oklahoma Sooners. And dropping, like I said, to six, the biggest drop was Georgia, moving from two to six. Mm. Uh, and I already mentioned what Michigan did. Uh, UCF getting into the poll at number eight, although they're left off of two of our uh, <laughs> two of our balladers, but they are ranked. That rounds out our SRT Power Ten. Tune in next week to find out what our teams are doing. They say UCF last time to be the top 10 team was 2013. Mm. Yeah, they, they skated one this week. They got out of Memphis <laughs> on skating, but it was a yeah. tough one. And so, this, you this know is, they had a quarterback? <laughs> Blake Portals. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And, and that's the reason I, that's I just can't rank them, man, is because, I, you know, playing the schedule that they played, you know, and I know Bama takes a lot of flack, but at least Bama's playing, playing power five teams. And when your schedule does not allow you to play that type of, you know, team week in, week out, it's just, it's kind of, I just can't give you that. that Is it their fault, though? That's it's the structure of, of the NFL. Now we sound like we're having during slavery. You know, slavery <laughs> wasn't our fault, but we had to do it. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, we got to get a picture of Devin Facer's praises, guys. I'm sure we we have yeah we have crossed him up so many. <laughs> he came in here and peeked at us one time. Like, is this real? <laughs> no, I mean, I understand what you're saying, G. It's just to me, I can't I can't give you. I'm not gonna let you stand on bricks and everybody else got to stay the same height. It just don't make sense to me. <laughs> And to me, I, I just can't give you that because, yeah, you got a good football team. I, I think they are a good football team. They are defending champions. Yeah. They're mine. <laughs> and that's fine. But if you play if you play with the big boys, then you get to you get to get up there. I just don't think they play. Z, don't they have a banner now? They have a banner. They did beat an SEC team last year who was supposed to be in the national championship. Yeah, nice story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's real nice. But it's like other schools don't want to don't want to like they can't put an Alabama or an uh Clemson on their schedule like one of those kickoff games they play at Mercedes Benz. Yeah. They can't get one of those games. And, and and why if I'm a big time school, I'm not gonna play a team like that who has talent. Right. Now don't get me wrong, they do have talent. But what do what does Bama gain from pounding UCF? Nothing. If they if they pound them, they say, "Well, you supposed to pound them. You Alabama." Well, but if you lose to them, it's like, but D. But D. Will would say, "Well, let them play Auburn." <laughs> yeah, maybe they, they probably would be. You know, might be again. But right now, they're the you know how Boise State had their run for mm-hmm. a few years. Yeah, they're the dog. They ended up getting a couple of those games. They played Virginia Tech when they were ranked in the top fifteen, at least. It might be the after beating Georgia in the uh, Sugar Bowl. But you do know what's going to happen after they play those types of teams. The, the, that attrition level will mount because you're not getting hit by the same type of athlete in that smaller mm. division, right? As you're going to get hit by that team. That's what happened with, with Notre Dame. Look, Notre Dame played 
pit this week and almost almost got beat. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, when you move up that level, teams, yeah, it's a reason that they're D one school. And it's a reason that you had Central Florida. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, man, we got to take a, a, a quick one-minute break. When we get back, Justin Fields, should it be starting or not? Also, we got some college football games that we're going to preview. And what should the Falcons do about Devontae Freeman? Where will Butler, and that's Jimmy, end up? And all the rumors are true about KD trying to go to L.A. to enhance LeBron's career. We'll talk about that and more. Sports Roundtable and the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. Keep those ears locked to Sports Roundtable on the Real 1100 AM. The work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy, or more specifically, the feet work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy. For boys and girls ages six and up, Atlanta's own Bo Bell has played and coached basketball all around the world and is here to share his philosophies, specifically how footwork is the foundation to be a complete basketball player. Visit CoachBoBell.com for details about upcoming camps or call 770-912-4104 for more information. Bo Bell Basketball Academy, where feet work is key. Sports, Sports Roundtable. Round table. Yeah, did you ever think about going to college? I thought about it a few times. All right. There's a thing called Proposition 48, which says that if your grades aren't up to par, you can take the SATs, and if you score 700 or more, you can get into college. Would you be willing to take the test again? I don't know, man. I'm just culturally biased. Well, everything is culturally biased. Leon. I'm just trying to get you in college. If I couldn't play basketball, would you be trying to get me in college? No. Please Only on WWE, the real 1100 AM. The Roundtable Discussion. What are we talking about? Hit it! We're back at it. It's time for the infamous Roundtable Discussion. Sponsored by our good old friend, Bo Bell Basketball. The training is real. Bo Bell Basketball, please go to... CoachBobellBasketball.com for more information where he says feet work is key. You're looking for some enhancement on that basketball game? He is the man. And uh, if you haven't noticed the theme for the night without drops since it's basketball season, the executive producer is just dropping all basketball gems tonight. And that last clip was blue chips kind of taking everybody back. Eon Bado. You already know. So great job, G. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, G. that that's very, very creative. All right, round table discussion. Um let's just jump into it, man. Georgia look bad. Feels seven snaps. Or was it four? I think it was seven snaps. He ran once. And basically handing the ball off, running RPOs. Hand your thoughts on. I mean, we we talked about this situation could come up. Right. From did not look good throwing the ball. He was 
0 for e, 1 for 11 at one point on third down. And should Kirby just pull the plug? I'm not sure Kirby has enough equity in the program to face the backlash that he might take. And that's mm. the thing that, you know, everybody said how courageous Nick Saban was last year by doing what he did at halftime. But Nick has that equity built up from the longevity of winning, having national championships. So whatever happened, he could he could stand whatever backlash that was going to be. I think when you look at what's going on with Georgia, there's either one or two things going on. Either Justin Fields isn't picking up the offense or when he gets in the game, they don't really want him to shine. Mm. Because they're running Ooh. plays that won't allow him to be effective. If we really, they're just—if you look at what I'm saying—they're they're not putting him in a position to really show his tools. I would lean towards uh, B on that one, <laughs> and yeah, because he <laughs> and the, like he actually ran once. He didn't throw a pass right against LSU, and that and that's my point. Every time I've seen him, it's been well. Let him get a play. Just give him a little sugar, but get him out of there because. They, when we look at what Fromm did last year. He took this team to a national championship game. And honestly, I got to be real about this situation here in Georgia. You knew what happened with a baseball player two weeks ago where there was a little racial dust up where he called out Justin and said put the N-word in the game and was eventually suspended or kicked off the baseball team. Whether we want to face it or not, there's still that dynamic of having an African-American quarterback at, a, at an institution like Georgia. I mean, a lot of people might not want to agree with it, and I only listen to it, but it's the real. Now, I got to ask you a question before I go to Smooth. You said that he took Georgia to the national championship game. Did he actually take them, or was he just on the bus that took the team? Well, I, and I agree with what you're saying. I'm, 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 I, don't, I, I, I agree just, with you 100%. But the thing about it is, at that high-profile position, right? if your team wins, you get all, all the, the glory. All the glory. So him coming in, they did lose a game until the national championship when he came in. Right. So whether he was the catalyst for it or not, he was at the helm. Right. And so he gets the glory. Now I agree with you. I think he's been exposed <laughs> because of because of Sony Michelle okay. not there. Right now, Nick Chubb is yeah. not there. Here we go. Now, <laughs> now do it. Do something. You know, do something. Show me why. You know, you're this this. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not knocking the kid. I'm. And, and, it's just right, a question. Right. We're not it's just a, it's, it's just a question it's, because my thing is sometimes. We jump on what we see, but we don't look behind the curtain to actually see why it's actually working that way. And that's exactly why I'm saying to you about the Justin Fields situation. Is he not picking up the offense, or are you trying to keep the reins and governors on him so he won't look good, good. to put that pressure on people saying, why is he not playing? Right. And that's that's what you're saying. Look yeah. behind. Let's look, look behind, beyond. Let's look I, I would curtain. love to see how many downfield throws he's had this year. He couldn't have looked. He, it can't be A because G, he went to school early, right? He was at Georgia early. Fields or Fields? Yeah, F- Fields. Yeah, I think he was there yeah. some. Yeah, so there's no way he can't pick up the offense. 
All right, Smooth, I'm going to let you go. Well, this was the game we had waited for for a season <laughs> and a half. Right. We knew it would happen at some point, and, you know, it took Georgia going to Baton Rouge to for us to actually see. And I think we knew this all along, so it's not – I wouldn't say this is a surprise to anyone that Jake Fromm is – he's not good. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> um, And, I, you know, I have to give credit where it's due. Spencer Hall of SB Nation – he probably put it, he articulated what we all feel very well. And his statement was, if Jake Fromm throws more than 20 passes, then there's a tiny but real chance that Georgia may lose. If he doesn't, Georgia won't lose. Right. So, essentially, if he throws the ball less than 20 times, Georgia has a good chance of going undefeated. But if you force him to throw, you see exactly what happened. Ain't that what we saw in the championship game? Yeah. That's what we saw. And we saw that in the championship game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we just put on his shoulders. Right. right. And, and and the thing was, and, and I kept saying, when they when this run game isn't the catalyst and yep. the foundation of what's going on, they're gonna force them to throw. Now, this is this is the only thing that I I, I would have to say to this. They just went away from the run game. Yeah. I don't know. They was they, they was in pass defense most of the first half. So Georgia was passing into a pass defense. When uh Holyfield and Swift actually they was gassing them in the pass defense. But Holyfield only had what 11 to 13 11 carries maybe? Holyfield? Yeah, had seven carries. Seven carries. How do you have seven carries if that is your bread and butter? He was averaging eight yards yeah. carry, too. <laughs> Say it one more time, G. He was averaging eight, eight yards, yards a carry, carry, and he only carried the ball seven times. So he was seven and 56. Go ahead, right. And as much as I want to see Justin Fields play, <laughs> I think if you're Georgia, you have to think about it from a bigger picture standpoint. They still have an opportunity. They played Florida, not this weekend, but next weekend. Kentucky after that, and Auburn. So they have an opportunity for three more good wins, at least. And three more good losses. Yeah. (laughs) So I I guess the thing is, if you're Georgia, do you have time to experiment? I mean, you experiment against teams like Austin Peay, Middle Tennessee State. But are they off this week? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the week to go ahead and get mm-hmm. him done. You got two weeks to prepare. Right. Should, if you're going to make the move, this is when you do it. Yeah, you're coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're not you have not been playing well as an offense. Yeah, so you have time to put in things that he does well mm-hmm. and maximize that and come up with a good game plan. That's this is the perfect time to make that move. Yeah. But like I said, Kirby, I don't know what equity he has built up. That's that might be the biggest statement or the most accurate statement that is overlooked that most Georgia people are not going to talk about. Uh, And the second would be, well, maybe that would be the first, but that's in the top two. So, So if Kirby does win the national championship last year, does he have the cachet? to make this type of move. Yeah, that's a good question. It would be tougher then. It, would, it might even be tougher, but because the yeah, guy would, have, he would won. have won the championship. Yeah. Then you got to have the guts to say, it's just not working. Right. And I don't know, like I said, still, 
does he have the equity to say, even if it blows up, I'll be okay? Because I don't know. Boy, that's tough. And I mean, is is mm. it fair? Could this even be the case? This is the SEC. I mean, every week you're playing one of the best teams in America. Could we just write this loss off as a as a scheduling issue? Or you can't lose. <laughs> you can't lose that bad. Yeah. See, that's the problem. You right. lost bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you'd understand, especially being the number two team with all the value, with all the expectations. Yeah. And then you go down there and lay an egg. That that was bad. You know, I could see maybe if it came down to a field goal and you say, okay, they got us today. But they beat you pretty good. Let me let me make this point. And I saw the whole game. If Fromm was passing and they wasn't running, which means they was passing, Ridley or Hardeman didn't get their first catch to the third quarter. You got to find a way to get Nico up. <laughs> You got to, yeah. whether that's a reverse, whether that's a screen, quick screen, whatever. You got to get the ball in his hands in space. That's crazy. <sighs> G, you got anything on this? Uh, y- your thoughts on, on on Mr. Fields and Fromm? Well, you've seen there's been a question about Fromm that started since the national championship game. Like, is he should he be the starter? And with each game, even though they were scoring at least, they scored at least 38 points in each game until the LSU game. Right. And even then, there were questions like, should Fromm be the starter? Mm-hmm. If there's that many questions and you were already winning, it's 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 only magnified when you lose. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Great point. Great point. All right. Uh, let's get into some uh, preview of these week, this week's games. Uh, hand, Oklahoma, TCU, Oklahoma has a chance to redeem themselves from a Texas loss. How do you see this game going and what do you expect? I, I think TCU has, has not recovered from the loss to Ohio State. That loss cost them. They they got exposed with Iowa State, I think, the week after that or some the subsequent week. Um, I think Ohio State, the, that bye came at a good time for them. Mm-hmm. They have to find a way to do something on defense because we we know offensively they're going they can fall out of bed and get forty. They they they're that explosive, but that same forty they they get they can give up a fifty burger. They can give up a fifty piece in a minute. Yeah, and they, and, had, and they had right, and they had they gave up on Bob, on Stoops, not Bob, but his brother, right, Mike, Mike, who had you know. Uh, that had to be a, a real strange situation mm-hmm. with Bob Stoops be, still being around the program, yeah. the former head coach, and him being, you know, uh, giving um, Lincoln, Riley. Lincoln Riley this job, you know, and then having to fire the brother, the, the guy that gave you the job. It had to be tough. Right. But it had to be done because they they cannot stop anyone. And there's something they're doing. I mean, we know the Big 12 is not known for defense, but at least you have to – come up with one or two key stops, and they, they're not doing it. So I just think the rest of the way, Oklahoma probably can get by everybody else except probably play Texas again in their championship game because mm-hmm. I think the top two records go in and play. So I think that's what it's shaping up to be. So we'll see what happens. But 
I think that, like I said, the back came at a great time. So we'll see if they were they were able to come up with something defensively. Smooth. This is a big game. It has national implications as well as Big 12 implications. Right. If they lose this game, there's a good chance that Oklahoma doesn't have a chance to play in the Big 12 title game. Um, nationally, if you want to look at it that way, I think if they lose this game, they can kiss any chance of the Final Four goodbye. Right. This is a big game. As Hancock said, you know, the the millionaire and the offense, they show up. <laughs> but defensively, you don't know what to expect from week to week. Um, luckily for them, TCU is a team they're still reeling. And I expect Oklahoma to win this game, considering they're coming off a bye week. They had, you know, a week to prepare. Right. For TCU, they're coming off a tough loss, so – their antennas are up, so to speak, and they're looking for a big win. And I I think for Oklahoma, I think they realize that this is do or die. Lincoln Riley, his entire staff. So I, I expect Oklahoma to come out and probably dominate this game. Honestly. It's a 12 o'clock game. Yeah. Most of their games have been at 12 yeah. this year. TCU, right? TCU. Yeah. All right, Michigan, Michigan State. We'll start with you, Smooth, on this one. Uh, we're playing at... Michigan State at Eastlands, and Michigan State is coming off a big win against Penn State. Uh, Michigan is uh, had a loss to Notre Dame at the beginning of the season, but they have found themselves at the moment, and they are running the ball well. Big game, twelve o'clock, big rivalry. What are you expecting from this game at Michigan State? For Michigan, this is uh, another opportunity to advance themselves within the top ten. I think they have the best loss on their record. Um, if you're Georgia, well, if you're LSU, I I thought they were better than Georgia anyway, so I think that win looks really good. But if you're Michigan, they have an opportunity to, to pretty much take away another really good win. Um, as you mentioned, defensively, they're playing well. And I think more so in the Big Ten, they're sort of built like an SEC team when you watch them mm-hmm. with their running game. Shea Patterson, he's getting to the point he's not making too many mistakes. He's not going to hurt you. Um, Michigan State, they, they're they coming off a loss, right? No, they won. They no, beat Penn big State. win. They upset Penn, Penn State. State. That's yeah. right. They're coming off a big win, and I think they're they're both coming off key wins in their schedule, and I think – Rivalry games are always tough. I expect it to be a really bruising game. I don't expect a lot of scoring. But for Michigan, I think the game for them, I think it's more so important that they win Right. in this situation. All right, Han, what you got? What I got is if I think this the, the best thing that happened for Michigan was Michigan State winning against Penn State because now they'll go in with, the, with, with their antenna up. I think coming off wins or whatever and rolling, and Michigan State had been reeling this year. They had not been playing well. And for them to find their footing and beat Penn State, I think that helps Michigan now. Harbaugh had something to to say, okay, look, if you don't come out and play your best game, you can get beat. And I think that's the best thing that happened. I think Michigan goes in and handles their business. I think they, they, they handle the spread. I think they win by a couple of touchdowns at least. Michigan's defense might be the best defense in the country. They played last week, and they dominated without the big Gary kid, whereas number three, right. he didn't play last week. So I don't know if he's back this week or not, but they have a true top 
defense, maybe the best in the nation. So, like I said, coming in, already knowing it's a Michigan-Michigan State, okay? Big game in that respect, but at least now you have some type of respect for them because they beat Penn State. Um, now, this is the game that we talked about last week. NC State-Clemson. I think both of these teams are undefeated. Yep. And the game is at Clemson, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, number 16, NC State goes to Clemson. Just- and this is one of those games where Clemson can't overlook this team. Yeah, but this might also be big because if NC State beats Clemson, the ACC might not get a team into the playoffs because I'm not sure NC State will go undefeated the rest of the way. See, I think the only team to me that has a chance to get in out of the ACC is Clemson, right? to be honest with you. So it's big in that respect also. Notre Dame has, has torn this thing all the way up. <laughs> and there are going to be two conferences, whether that's the ACC, Pac-12, or Pac-12, ACC, or Big 12. Somebody's going to get left out. Yep. Two conferences, I think, are going to get left out. I think the Pac-12 is already being left out. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Exactly. So I was was always going to put them as a dance party. (laughs) But, uh, right, somebody else might be. So this is a big game in that respect because if if you're the ACC, you want a representative in that big four. So everybody in the the, uh, league office, as you call it, they want Clemson to handle their business. Even if uh, North Carolina State wins – the rest of their schedule doesn't really favor them. They don't play another ranked team. Um, and they end the season with East Carolina and then the ACC championship if they get that far. And they could possibly lose to Clemson at that time. Then, right? right. Oh, uh, Are they in the same side? Yeah. They're on this, they are in yeah. the same division? The Atlantic. Division. Okay, so they, so they would win the division and they would play Miami or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be... Miami. Virginia Tech or Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Virginia Tech is the leader in the division. Oh, okay. And Virginia is not going to be an easy team for a team like North, North Carolina State. They're they're a pretty good football team. Yeah. We'll see this weekend. All right, uh, Smooth, what you got on NC State Clemson? Big game. They're both coming off a of bye week. Trevor Lawrence, is he healthy? We'll see what he looks like in this game. But I, I think this is Clemson's chance to show that they – long on the national stage at least this year because I'm for me I'm not convinced I don't I don't even think I put them in my top four this week I think I actually had well I might have but I think I had I did okay I'm not convinced that Clemson is an elite team this year I do have them in my top four because they haven't lost so I, I will give them that respect but as far as NC State goes this game could change their season, I don't think it compulsed them into the national championship conversation. So for them, I'm sure they'll come out and play as hard as they can. But I think if you're Clemson, you have to completely come out. You have to do no less than cover the spread. You have to dominate this team and beat them by a few touchdowns, at least in my opinion. So this is more of a bigger game, in my opinion, for Clemson than it is NC State. Yep, and this uh, Clemson is fighting for the ACC to stay relevant. In That's this what I mean. Game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's a weaker conference, and if they lose, I'm telling you, it's I don't know if they get in. Yeah, that is 
and uh, and the same thing with with Clemson. If they uh, if they lose, I don't see them playing themselves back in. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, if NC State goes undefeated, NC State will win the division. So mm-hmm. definitely Clemson won't get in. It's because they won't even play playing in the conference championship. Right. Wow. That's ain't that a trip. All right, let's jump into a little NFL. A little Falcons talk. Uh, we talked earlier about Devontae going on the the IR. Um, and they setting him down, basically. And we did talk about how, and we talked last week, I think, uh, the Falcoholic mentioned that in Sarkeesian's 24 games, the Falcons are averaging only 19 points a game with Freeman starting. And they're averaging over 30 with Tevin Coleman starting. Now, is that because they don't have the confidence in the running backs and they start to be more open passing and forcing the ball downfield? I mean, it could be hand-in-hand. Hand. You might be trying to force the ball to Freeman when he's on the field. That Well, it was a breakdown of the production. And what, what, what I got out of it is the pass protection is better with Coleman. When Coleman is in the game, Matt Ryan is sacked less. But are they throwing the ball more with Coleman in the game than with Freeman in the game? What I'm saying is, right, I, I got what you're saying. Is his? Yeah, you might. I mean, what I'm saying is, the offense might be running like just like I was saying with Justin Fields. It's a different way you run the offense with Freeman in there versus with Coleman. The the numbers basically the production the running of, game was the same. The pretty much the same. Okay. Same same stat. Okay. The only difference was the sacks. And the yardage, well, obviously the wins and the yardage and the sacks or whatever. Freeman was on the field under that big fumble that happened in the playoff game, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Didn't he miss or go the wrong way on the block? He missed the block. Yeah. And he missed a couple of them this year. And that was a breakdown. Brian Baldinger did a breakdown this, this past week showing how Coleman moved over and picked up a blitz Sunday and how it was, uh, you know, kind of, that was kind of a, a telltale and they broke. I, I have the sentence here. I haven't seen you to see the, the, all of the numbers with Freeman and Coleman and th- things of that nature. Yeah, but would, that's all I'll be interested yeah. in. How many times they're running the ball with Freeman? And yeah. They just, the, the problem is they just run more inside with Freeman and outside with Coleman. That's what I mean. So, um, but so what do you do with Freeman? Do we, and I think G mentioned this, do you cut him, try to trade him, cut your losses? Do you try to get him to re- renegotiate, well, reconstruct his contract? What the NFL stand for, Hard? Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Mm. Me personally, I'm of the opinion that you, I think it's time that you probably do move on. Has he played I, his last day in the line? I don't. Could be. I don't think so. Don't don't you have to pay for uh, Coleman soon? Yeah, this is yeah, his contract. This is free agent yeah. after this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. If if you got to pay, a lot of rich and say it again. Hello. Hello. Right. You right. cannot pay both of them. Yeah. Dan Quinn drafted Coleman. He didn't draft Freeman. 
he inherited from him. He inherited him. Mm-hmm. Like he inherited it. Well, anyway, we go ahead. He steps up. Yeah. And the thing that works against Devontae Freeman is that the Falcons have proven that they're more than capable without him. And I think, you know, considering their woes on the defensive side, they have more pressing needs. If you can clear up what they owe him, you can possibly, you know, put more into the defensive side of the ball, which is, you know, where they need help. Matt Ryan is playing, you know, otherworldly football right now. He looks like he did a couple years ago when he won the MVP award. Tevin Coleman, I think he's left a lot to be desired. I, I don't think he's looked exactly too great in in the games he has played where he's been the lead back but I think if you're Devontae Freeman I his style it, it's just it's not sustainable <laughs> the way he, yeah the way he's, he runs he run like beast mode but right. he's not he's not yeah I mean he's a smaller more diminutive guy so he's not gonna hold up so I hey I, I think the Falcons looked at the writing on the wall and they said you know what it's time to move on this is year five of Freeman. Um, he will turn 27 in March. Um, that's kind of the age that teams in wall. start looking at the running back like, mm, should we get somebody else? That's why Pittsburgh doing Le'Veon like that. Pretty much. They think he's going to hit a wall. Right, they hit get, a wall. But, no, they think but hit Freeman. Joint. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they think he hitting. You, he got too much baggage on the feet. That's a problem with Le'Veon. Yeah. And but, they, I'm serious. That's yeah, but Freeman's at that, uh, and and like you said, with his running style, he's listed at five eight. Listed, I'm gonna stick right, stay right there. Uh, so, um, I think that I, I honestly think they will. You know, he's not going to be on the Falcons next season. If he, I don't know if he's designated to come back or if he's out for the season. Uh, with them putting putting him, is on it IR. possible week sixteen? Could be a comeback. Okay, so he's he's designated to come back. But at week sixteen, who knows where the Falcons are going to be? If well, they're if right. they're in the playoff hunt, maybe you bring him back just to have an extra an extra uh, back. But be packing up the U hauls If if they're out of the playoff race, why bring him back? Exactly. Or they might just bring him back just to use him up and, and maybe he gets hurt again. Because <laughs> I think that's what the Steelers would do to Le'Veon Bell if he ever comes back. Yeah. Week eleven, he's gonna he's gonna get those four hundred touches in those six games. Wow! Wow! I think the writing is on the wall with Devontae Freeman. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, as far as trying to win or winning with him, I mean, I I don't know if 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 if, if Sark, you know him and Shanahan had a little tiff. Who did he and Freeman? Freeman and t- oh really? Yeah, that in the Super Bowl. Mm. That's why Coleman was in the game, but Coleman got hurt, and when Freeman came back, that's when he missed the block. Mm. So, but I, I, you know, I just think the writing's on the wall for him. I do too. Mm. So I, I, I don't know what. I mean, and like you said, Jay, Coleman, the running game has only done, has been enough. Right. Not great. Right. Or not even good, but just been enough. Yeah. And enough is different each and every week. Yeah. But, again, what Coleman brings is that knowing how to pick up blitzes. And that's one of the big things that, 
has been proven time and time again, you know, uh, with his ability to pick up blitzes and things of that nature. So I think the writing is on the wall. So go ahead. I'm sorry. It's interesting you say that real quick. I think they should move on from both Coleman and Devontae Freeman. How about another guy that's on their team that they might need might be moving on from? Vic. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about Mr. Number Eleven. Oh. Mm. Because he's going to be looking for a big contract. Yeah. And we've seen now, and and it's been early, but really it's been a big, a pleasant surprise. Do you move into that and say it's time to move on from Julio and make? I mean, I'm just asking. I know. I mean, because look. The contract situation. Because you got Beasley and Coleman up after this year. Do you do both? And then you got this Freeman situation. And then you got Julio with, I need my contract negotiated. Right. So that's four players that is three of them on offense, one on defense that's a situational pass rusher. <laughs> I mean, it might <laughs> be that. And yeah, it's situational, man. You normally see teams like if they have big free agents coming up, they normally sign really just one of them. You don't see teams like shelling out money for four players in a single offseason. And then you got to start paying these defensive players. Their their contracts are coming up, right? Yeah, we just mentioned one, but. um, I mean, what about the other guy? I mean, Grady, yeah. Got to sign him. That's what I mean. mean, Yeah, he's the next one. Yeah, so, I mean. And then after that, it'll be uh, Jones and Neil. Right. And I think Ridley has shown that he's a good route runner or whatever. And I'm I'm not going to say he's Julio. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, right. But he's shown flashes that he could possibly ascend to a number one type receiver. And then on the other side with with uh, I forgot about Hooper, but go ahead. With Neil and Jones, didn't he just pay Alford and Trufant? They can, they can do away with one of them. I, that's, I'm saying like one yeah. of one of them is going to get cut yeah. or one of those players right. is not going to be signed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Beasley is going to be signed back. No, I, I don't think he does. I think he's gone. Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on to a little NBA because got about 10 minutes here left. And uh, rumor has it, and it's been – it keeps coming up every week. And let's, let's, let's just go ahead and keep it real. Why would Durant go to L.A. with LeBron? <laughs> Or are we just wasting time talking about it? I don't think that happens. I don't think he goes to L.A. to play. He's already taken as much heat as you can take for going to play with Golden State. Now you're going to leave there and go with who's the best player in the NBA and help him get more titles than you when when we, when we everybody looks upon and say, how many titles do you have? Right. If he can say, well, I got as many right now. If he stays in Golden State and win two more. Before he moves or goes back east to New York or somebody like that, I just don't see him going to L.A. and playing there. I could be wrong because I didn't see him going to Golden State, to be honest with you. I know when that, that rumor first came out, I was like, nah. Yeah. And it happened. But I would really be shocked if he went and played at L.A. after everything that's gone down and also just helping LeBron keep his legacy alive rather than Extending your yeah, own. Yeah. He's he's been at Golden State. It's not like he came in and Steph continued to win MVPs and Steph got MVP of the finals. He did this. He came in and won two MVPs <clears throat> in the finals. So 
why would you give up something that's working for you? And you're going, you got to remember, they're going into a state-of-the-art arena. They're going to what was supposed to be the best arena in the NBA next year. With all that Silicon Valley money, he's making money outside of basketball now. I just think it's, uh, it's I don't know. I, I, I don't see him leaving it right at this exact moment. I don't see it. Could happen, but right now I don't believe it. All right, Smooth, what you got? Yeah, I wish I had a, you know, a drop of Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of those right now. But, you know, we've seen, we didn't think him going to Golden State was possible. It didn't seem realistic, but, you know, it's actual reality now. From what we've seen, and it's, it's too early, We're this is only October, so we still have an entire season and a playoffs and finals to get through. But there's at this moment, there's no indication that Kevin Durant will go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I have seen LeBron, you know, he's shouted him out, yes, I'm aboard the game and right. such and such, Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, they was at a party together, so yeah. So, and I, you know, I have heard that Kevin Durant does have a home in LA, which I've heard heard that just about all of the NBA lives in LA, right? So that might not that could be a moot point, but there's no indication that he will leave. I don't think there's any incentive to leave in his Hancock. He pointed it out. Everything works in his favor, and you know, Steph Curry, um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they've all proven to be sort of accommodating guys like they want you there and they'll do what it takes to make this team environment work so if Kevin Durant leaves I won't be shocked but if he stays I I wouldn't be surprised either he's he's an unpredictable guy honestly the person I could see leaving the two would be either Draymond or Clay to be honest with you well, Clay said today he's not giving no discount right so I could see Clay leaving and you could plug in somebody to do not exactly what Clay does, but what Clay does, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. What you said, not as good. What you got on the G? Um, I, like I think when we may have discussed this a couple of months ago, but LeBron can't keep getting away with disarming the competition. <laughs> <laughs> He's done this a couple of times. He did this with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He did this with Kevin Love, even though he really wasn't competition. But he got like, when he came back to Cleveland, it was his team. It wasn't Kyrie's team anymore, clearly. Um, and now you'll have Kevin Durant, who I think he still has burner accounts. We just don't know about them yet. You know, I think he's going, he is not a person built to play under LeBron's shadow. Right. Uh, he's not that kind of person. So I don't think it's a fit for him to go to L.A. If he does leave, I think he goes to the East and he goes to play for the Knicks. Mm. Uh, they have a they with Porzingis. He'll probably be, be, be back. He probably won't be playing this season. And then with, you know, Kevin Knox and Tilakina, you know, if he if he ends up uh, panning out. That might be where Durant ends up, and with the market, if the, the big market is still a big deal, I think goes back east, and then we'll have more uh, opportunities for a LeBron Durant Finals. I agree. That, that that makes sense. All right, real quick before we wrap things up, uh, smooth Jimmy Butler. Does he get traded uh, during the season, or does he stay with Minnesota throughout the season? 
Yes, I think the trade gets done eventually. You, you have to get something for him. Um, he's a, obviously a, a malcontent and will destroy the team if he stays. I don't know what they can get for him because the market is going to be low because everybody knows he wants out. Mm-hmm. So he's and they're gonna say, "Well, we can just yeah. wait. Right. We can wait until you. What you gonna cut it? What you gonna do? Or take my less? Take this trash for him because he's hurt the trade value, not because of his play, yeah. but because of the way he's acting." Yeah. All right. So I know you. They Miami is your team, and you kind of pushing for this trade. Uh, I would. I would love for him to come to Miami, but I think the Timberwolves. It's the case of you know he wants to be traded. There are certain places where teams have the assets to trade for him, but the Timberwolves are also asking for more than what's sufficient. Right. Mm. So that is that is that is the impasse. I think Pat Riley did call Thibodeau uh, an mf'er on the phone and hung up on him. <laughs> that's the story. But Pat Riley denied it. But I think that's really what happened because Thibodeau was asking for, for more, more than what would work. Right. Wow. All right, man. That's going to end everything. And uh, finna get to these shout outs, man. First of all, shout out to the big guy above. Showing us love each and every week to allow us to perform our talents on the airwaves. And uh, again, RIP, uh, Auntie Jean. And shout out to the crew, man, coming in and doing y'all thing as always. Shout out to everybody who watched on Facebook Live. Shout out to uh, everybody who continues to support and follow us, and continues to encourage us and keeps us and keep us moving and grooving as we always do. And uh, hey, this is one of them things where we love it and it's great. And the Dodgers are up five to one, <laughs> and, and the Hawks are losing seventy two to forty nine at the half. Gonna be a long year. Long season. I have. Yeah, shout out to all the people that listen and support the SRT crew. Shout out to all the tenants that hang out with us, man. Marty Terry, Eddie Powell, Eric Vincent, just to name a few of the guys that, that log on D Wheel. I see you out there, baby. And Marty said, get rid of everybody. Yeah, man. Marty said, yeah, oh, Marty said, ever since the Super Bowl, it's just like what happened in Seattle. Yeah. It's the same situation. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, shout out. Hey, Marty Marty, tell everybody back at the crib. I said, what's up? There it is. Shout out to the entire crew, uh, attendance, everybody on Facebook. Thanks for watching. Um, hey, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> As always. There it yeah. is. All right, G. Uh, shout out to SRT crew, of course. Uh, Wednesday is an excellent day of the week. Uh, shout out to everyone who uh, listens live or watches on Facebook Live. Shout out to all the tenants. Uh, download the podcast on uh, iTunes. Uh, or listen on iHeartRadio, of course, and uh, tell people about it. Tell people about this show. It's uh, which we're, we're trying to get our numbers up. So tell people about it, and um, we'll keep giving you the same, uh, same great content every week. There you go. I see Devin standing here almost the whole show. <laughs> you already know his ears perk up when you talk about the Falcons. Yeah, hey, I, I see. You already know if you don't like, you better learn to love it because it's the hottest show going today. Hey, let's roll, baby. Boogie. I'm headed home, baby. Smooth. It's your main man, H-O, R-I-P, Mars, R-I-P, B-C. Love you, Aunt Jean. And if you love the show, tell a friend. And if you didn't, if you always achieve your goal, you might just be underachieving. Mm. Oh. Wow. And we out. Peace.